Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. When you think of your favorite band or musician, who do you envision first? Is it a frontman or lead singer who gets all the attention of adoring fans and exclusive interviews with entertainment media? But shift your attention even a hair behind the most prominent figure, and it puts other stars in view, equally talented musicians and music producers who record, mix, and master the hell out of hits we sing in the car, on a jog, or in the shower. Yet these producers don't get much time in the limelight, Local music competition, Fresh Produce, wants to change that. Here's producer Maya Norfleet. One of the best neighborhoods in St. Louis for arts and entertainment is Grand Center. There you can see Broadway shows at the fabulous Fox Theater, the St. Louis Symphony's world-class concerts at Powell Hall, and stunning live bands at Jazz St. Louis. And on the first week of the new year, just a couple of blocks east, a large crowd of about 100 people gathered on the sidewalk outside Sophie's Artist Lounge. Instead of hit Broadway songs or classical music, people are here for the Fresh Produce Championships. The event is the culmination of the 2022 season, and it's where producers face off and play their best beats for a live audience. Inside Sophie's Artist Lounge, the walls feature work by local artists. Patrons line up along the bar. Lights are turned down and the spotlight is centered towards the back of the room where the battle is about to begin. Hip-hop, trap, lo-fi, and funk are about to fill the room. Eight music producers have made it to the Fresh Produce Championships and one person's beats are going to come out on top. These producers use recordings of traditional instruments, samples from popular and niche artists over several decades, and technical equipment and software to create instrumentals. In the bracket-style competition, they're competing for $1,000. That money means a lot to independent musicians, especially producers that sell their original beats to vocalists, mostly rappers. Having the chance to maintain their artistic passion while working a nine-to-five keeps their talents sharp and their aspirations to make a living off their music viable. To get to the championships, the eight competitors had to win a previous Fresh Produce competition. These competitions happen monthly, in person and online, and they're organized by the MCs for the evening. Yes, Fresh Produce St. Louis Champions Battle. Champions Battle. January 6, 2023. My name's DJ Who. My name is Matthew Sawicki. Sean Bartle, who goes by DJ Who, and Matthew Sawicki serve as MCs and promoters of the event. Matt and Sean give the audience the evening's rundown. And after each matchup, four judges vote for their favorite. The tiebreaker is the audience. Fresh Produce relies on crowd participation, and that means that everyone in attendance is a judge. Have you seen Fresh Produce before? Make some noise. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. 106, 106, 106 right there. All right, if you've never seen fresh produce before, let me hear you. All right, so, welcome. Okay. All welcome, right. welcome to the community. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. While the crowd gets warmed up, the producers are backstage. A few of them are a little anxious. Some are chatting with friends and family that came to support them. Each of them have prepared beats that they hope will woo the judges and the crowd. That's Kerwin Dwayne's beats, and he participated in four fresh produce battles. He won his first last May. Originally from Wisconsin, Kerwin moved to St. Louis to pursue music because of fresh produce. I felt at home, um, just a lot more going on around me, um, uh, actual pulse in the city. It wasn't too hectic like a New York. Like I said, it still felt familiar, but a lot more culture, a lot more going on, and a lot more diverse. Then there's Manny Williams, who goes by Manny B. Shy. He won a virtual fresh produce battle. Manny is originally from Chicago, and he flew in from his new home in Charlotte, North Carolina, just an hour before the competition began. He didn't have time to stop by his hotel room, and his overnight bag was still on his back the entire night. Manny has competed in virtual and in-person battles in other cities, but he says there's something special about the one that happens in St. Louis. Well, this one, I mean, you really don't know what you're going to get at any competition, but this one is just a little bit different. You, I mean, you got... You got, the Midwest is, is a really, really different place when it comes to music. Like you got so many different styles here. You got trap, you got regular hip hop, you got experimental shit people do. I mean, it's, it's just a whole lot of music in one place. So it's, it's, it's a lot different on what type of ears you're gonna get. That's really gonna respond to what you make. So um, that's one of the big challenges I'm looking forward to, you know, trying to overcome that. Prince the Prophet didn't have to travel as far as Manny. Prince Israel was born and raised in St. Louis and has started his own family here too. It took Prince eight fresh produce battles to get to the championships. He won his first in December, and despite losing seven competitions, he kept coming back. To be honest with you, this uh, competition makes me so much better, not only as a producer, but as a person and just as a uh, creative overall. Um, one of the big things about being a creative, especially in St. Louis, is you have to get out here and network and being in this competition forces you to do that. You literally are face-to-face -face with eight other talented creatives and producers, and then there's a whole room full of other people that's appreciating your music. I mean, who doesn't want to come out and see, you know, the impact your music has on people in live, you know, in a live uh, aspect. That's the part of the reason why we make music, because the instant gratification, you know, and when you're in the studio, it's really yourself that's giving you, you're giving yourself that. But when you know, when, you, when you're in this event, you can like, when you play your music and you see people bobbing their head and getting into it or just, you know, getting the, the love and admiration afterwards, you know, one of these battles, somebody gave me a hug and, and literally told me they love me and, they, and my music like has, means a lot to them and they, are, and they are a fellow producer as well. So like that, 
in itself inspires me to keep going and make and inspires me to get better. Also from St. Louis is Tim Moore, who goes by Madman. He started making beats for fun in high school, but stopped when he moved to Atlanta to study jazz. He takes the criticism from the biggest judge of the night, that's the audience, to heart. Creatively, um, it's an opportunity to play new stuff. Well, A, hear it over like some really loud speakers, a uh, good sound system, uh, and then also see people react to it like in the moment. So uh, I remember that there was a couple times I lost and I, like, I, was, I was real salty about it. You know, I was just like, oh, that was, people were so creative, you know, you know and, and like looking back on it now, it's just like, yeah, it was creative, but like, you know, it was kind of boring, you know, like it didn't have any pizzazz to it or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it, it, it really does make you just have to like face the reality of what your music is, you know, because again, it's like you got a whole crowd of people and you can't make a, a like, really amazingly energetic track and then no one reacts to it. This really kind of makes you face the music as far as that goes. With Kerwin Dwayne, Manny B. Shy, Prince the Prophet, Madman, and four others, the battle is about to begin. The brackets were picked randomly, and before the round starts, the producers play rock, paper, scissors to decide who goes first. Typically, the winner lets their opponent go first so they can pick the perfect beat to counter with. St. Louis natives Prince the Prophet and Madman face off in the first round. <laughs> All right, let's do this rock, paper, scissors. Uh-huh, this uh-huh. matchup going. I'm really excited for this one. Whew. Scissors beat paper. Game goes to Prince the Prophet, and he decides his opponent, Madman, will play his beat first. audience bob their heads and get into the vibe of Madman's production. For the next minute, Madman is the center of attention. He keeps it cool and lets the music speak for itself. Next is Prince the Prophet. Prince gets a few enthusiastic cheers from the crowd as he jumps and dances around to his music. Several faces twist and scrunch up in silent approval. The judges will decide which one will move on to the next round for a chance at $1,000. The first judge to put in their vote is the audience. All right, ladies and gentlemen, who's moving on to the second round? Is it going to be Madman on that side of the gallery? Or is it going to be Prince the Prophet on this side of the gallery? 114, that's a new high. Hell yeah. All right, we're warming up. 15, 16 away. The audience applauds both producers. But ultimately, Prince the Prophet won over the crowd and the judges and moved on to round two. Prince the Prophet made it to the finals. He faced off against a competitor from Kansas City, Boomernati. Boomernati walked away with the win, but on this recent Friday night, Sophie's was filled with champions and optimism about the music scene in St. Louis. That was producer Maya Norfleet bringing up the story and the beats from
from the Fresh Produce Championship last month. We'll have more of the story in just a minute, so stay close. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Now back to Fresh Produce, the St. Louis Battle Series for Musicians Making Beats, with producer Maya Norfleet and James Bishop, a.k.a. JBJR, head judge at Fresh Produce, and Matthew Sawicki and Sean Bartle, the series MCs and event coordinators. Sean, can you tell me how Fresh Produce started? When did Fresh Produce start? Like, what's the history behind it? We actually... Uh, Actually, we had a couple beforehand uh-huh. called Beat Meat. Okay. Yeah. Beat Meat? Yeah, yeah we stay away from that. Okay. <laughs> and, like, what, what was the, the inspiration to even have that event? Like, where did that spark come from? So it started, uh, the name that we don't say anymore, started because I wanted to uh, gather a whole bunch of producers in a room. Uh, we were doing a weekly hip-hop night called The Basement at Atomic Cowboy back in the day. And I wanted to get the, I've been dealing with rappers for a long time. And I wanted to do something more for the producers. I'm a DJ, I'm a, you know, behind the scenes kind of person. And I wanted to get more producers out and sharing. Um, And that was kind of the premise behind it in the beginning was to get producers to come to the basement and then have an audience and like share how they uh, build a beat and make a beat and where their inspiration comes from and all that thing. Um, and then when Scribble Jam came around, it was straight up, Let's now let's turn this into a battle. Yeah, Fresh Produce, though. It was just something I came up with because we had to get rid of that other name. <laughs> and uh, it was, fresh is a great word in hip-hop. And um, and, me, and you know the point of Fresh Produce is for these producers to bring their freshest beats, the things that they just made. And then Produce just kind of went with it because of production. So Fresh Produce is kind of how that, that's how that came apart. And then, Matt, can you tell me more about your involvement with Fresh Produce? Well, so I joined then. I started, uh, I think, a judge to help sponsoring, giving away prizes, things like that to attract uh, more talent. And then um, at some point along the line, I was battling in it as well and um, then decided to separate myself from that since I was trying to be a sponsor more than um, be a part of it. Um, And so over the next few years, you know, we would have battles at Atomic. It would do its thing. We'd have sometimes people there, sometimes not as many people there. So I actually missed the first one, but everybody's like, whoa, it was crazy. It was the biggest thing. We've had so many people. And then from then on, it was just no breaks. We couldn't cram enough people into the room. It, it, it was just overwhelming how many people started showing up and then from there just snowballed into what it is now. And you mentioned the evolution. Let's come now to to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just You just had the championship earlier uh, in January, right the first week of the year. What was that evolution like to like produce it, the event yourself, kind of curating these artists, these producers to come in to show off their work? Like, how has it evolved? Uh, so sign up is totally different now. We actually oh, yeah. have you sign up on our website, um, and that's where we choose from. And so in the beginning, it was like show up with your beats, get in this battle. Hopefully, we get eight, and then we get a winner. You know, now it's go to the website, give us all your information, give us your Instagram. Tell us a little bit about you, share your music, pick what, you know, battle you wanted to be in because we were running online for a while too. Um, And then we'd get, you know, shoot, 
sometimes 30 producers that yeah. we'd have to pick from dwindle it down to eight. So that's like a, I think that was a big step in how we prepared for things. Yeah. And then it came to, um, shoot, <clears throat> I guess. Well, we started doing the interviews yeah, from that. Was, that was like, that led to our interview system. That's so what I was going to get into. Yeah. Get everybody exactly. on camera trying to, cause, cause fresh produce is like very much a networking event for producers. It's not just, Hey, let's go flex on our beats and, and show off. It's, it's for us, it's really trying to put people in the limelight, put them on stage in a place where they, they maybe don't typically get to get, and then also help them develop a bunch of skills along the way. So interviewing with them, getting, cause, cause the first time they'll come in, they'll be shy. They won't know what's going to happen. They'll give us really short answers that don't have a lot of depth, but then as they come, the more times they come, they'll, the funder they'll get, the more interesting their interviews will get. I feel like that helps them develop and helps us get a better show as well. All right. And then we started the interviews at Monocle, right? It was yeah. kind of part. When we also started Monocle, we started trying to, uh, that's when the cameras became involved and we started going live with it and broadcasting live. And I wanted to do something more with the production of the show. Um, so we decided to, at that time, I was actually driving to all the producers' houses to get a glimpse of what their studio was. Because I also wanted the audience to understand that this amazing music doesn't always come from a board like Dr. Dre has, you know? Um, it can come from a setup that a dude sets up in his kitchen when he's done cooking and he takes it down when he's got to cook for his family again. You know, I've ran into that before. So it was one of those things where I wanted the audience to understand that like, yo, these hits can be made on this equipment um, and then show it and then have the interview at the same time. And that's kind of where it went. Then it changed. Uh, we took it, um, I was, getting a little upset not upset uh, driving <laughs> around to eight different producers houses you know it's a very big commitment yeah. sure and, and it's not all just around the block you know it's, yeah. he'd be driving to illinois he'd be driving to the county it's it's and then he's working his job doing his regular life mm-hmm. so then we decided to do the interviews in person um, which was another challenge because we needed to get all these eight producers in one spot and one place at one time so we would pick you know a, a, a venue that was tied into us somehow, and then we would pr- produce these amazing interviews. And Matt, actually, let's talk about you getting it back. So, oh yeah, we're trying to get it going again. That's the big thing. When you say interviews, you mean like live interviews, or I mean just so we'd have two cameras set up, and what we would do is we have maybe ten questions we ask every single producer the same way, and then we cut that together just so the audience would have a perspective on who was there. They would wouldn't just be a what was his name again? Who was that? Right. I, did, I I don't know that guy. You know, just gives them a little something to remember. Maybe they find out, like, oh, well, this guy's influenced by all the people I like. I'm excited to see him go up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would get everybody in together, ask him those questions. And instead of what, what right now is and why we're wanting to bring it back is it's a place to, to have everybody meet on common ground. Mm-hmm. It's not during the battle. It's all just a bunch of people hanging out, making friendships. Um, and so then even if maybe you don't make it along the line, you made friends um, in that night that you're maybe still cheering on instead of, meeting for the first time during the battle, which is, so that's why we're trying to bring it back again because COVID took that away from us. But it's, I think, a core part of how we build our community. And COVID didn't really stop you all because y'all have the Discord where a lot of people talk. You have your, uh, like, you have battles online too, right? Yeah. Tell me about that and how that's factored in over the years. Uh, so when first uh, we shut down, we did, a, we did our last show, on, I think, on 3, 4, Maybe three seven or something like that. Yeah. It was the first Wednesday first in March, Wednesday of March of 2020. Yeah. Mm. Um, we did it, and then a week later, the world shut down. And so we were coming approaching to when we would do our next battle, April, whatever it was. And, and we were uh, we were like 
our momentum at the time was just like top notch. We just had a champions battle at the ready room and that place was packed. Packed. We had 350, 400 people there on a show. We've never seen that kind of attendance in our spaces before. We'd never done a venue that large. Right. Um, three months later, we were done with that. And so we had to keep that momentum going. We didn't want to lose what we had. We'd been working so hard. And, yeah. Uh, um, so Jesse and I, uh, Jesse Hirant, um, one of our video guys, he's the one that put us live in the first place. We, me and him just really collaborated for a couple handful of days, figuring out how we could do the show online bringing together Zoom, um, different aspects of what we do, because we already have all the connections with everybody. We had, we, and we went, we, we went for a home run on our first show. We called all our friends, and we was like, hey, we know you love the battle. We know you're not doing anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> come, come join us in this new idea and see if we can keep the battle going. So we went weekly, I don't know, for maybe three months or something like wow. that. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Sean came over. We had a setup in my living room, and we – we still have it set up in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> I want I like take a picture of that setup. That would be really interesting to see. Oh, for sure. There's probably some pictures out there. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Sean's got uh, videos from us because he does all the Instagrams. He's always getting in my face right before. He's like, you ready to go live? Okay, cool. Here's Let me take your picture. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about Fresh Produce Online, it opened us up to the world. Um, we were definitely regional with Fresh Produce STL b- before that. You know, Milwaukee, Chicago, Memphis, um, regional places. Mm. Uh, Kansas City, things like that. And then all of a sudden, it was like Seattle, Washington, getting it online, and Ireland, and South Africa, and Carolinas, and the Georgias, and New Jersey, and you name it. You know, they started catching up with us and getting on, especially, and that's how we formed a lot of these relationships with our newest champ, Boomer Nadi. Yeah. He found us uh, through Fresh Produce Online, Hmm. and he was doing that. Then one day, he was just like, I'm coming to St. Louis and getting in this battle. Because he's from Kansas City, right? Right. Exactly. So with that, that was really cool about f- finding those relationships and finding these really talented producers and getting them on. And, and it was really cool. This, the, the community that we always try to build here was happening everywhere else. Mm-hmm. RIP Fresh Produce Online, though. <laughs> Last uh, show we did was in, uh, what, uh, January? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's it for, uh, for Fresh Produce Online. January, just or, I'm so, or December, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. December, yeah. Yep, we, we, we just haven't been getting the numbers that we hope to, and we've, uh, huh. we're going to focus our, our efforts on doing the live show that, that's now built back up. Y'all have, both of you have many hats. Run through all the different jobs y'all have to make this happen every month. Oh, gosh. Mm. Um, I, I take it easy on the show, in-person show. Uh, and just get to show up and mostly just I help set up the show, <laughs> unload speakers and things like that. Which but. is a huge thing at a place like Sophie's. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to bring all that in ourselves. Now, one thing that neither of you do is judge the competitions. I got to speak with James Bishop, also known as JBJR, about the judging process. He's the head judge. And he explained to me the important parts of his job during these competitions? It's based on a best three out of five votes. Um, there's always, usually me, I'm the, since I'm the head judge, I'm always one of the five uh, mainly judging. Then I choose um, three other people, um, usually um, the producer, the engineer, and the DJ. And um, the fifth uh, judge is usually the crowd vote. The SP meter that uh, Masawiki actually uses, and he gauges off the how loud the crowd actually is. So, you know, um, people can, uh, so you can either just, you know, people bring their own crew with them or family or friends, whatever the case may be. And, you know, sometimes people get way up front and just scream as loud as they can. 
What to you is like something that catches your ear, really makes it stand out for you to vote for, to move on to the next round in these fresh produce bracket style competitions? I think the one thing that stands out for me is just um, creativity and more so stuff that can kind of give me like a wow factor, like regardless if you're using sample music or original music. Um, I guess for me, if I had to pick something, it would be the level of creativity and the level of like transitioning and how you can mix up different beats or maybe like transforming the beat mid. You know, if you give me a beat that like in 30 seconds is one way, then the next 30 seconds, it goes a whole different direction. That automatically gets me. And then like you automatically kind of won me over, you know, with something like that. Just being able to transform what you had before and then but still keeping the same kind of feel what you did before. Because kind of like having two beats of one in a sense, you know, that's mm. that always has st- stood out to me. And um. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's just one of those things where, like I said, you know, I've heard people do eight bar loops and 16 bar loops that instantly call my attention because, like I said, again, I'm a sample head. So I love hearing samples and how people can take like samples and transform an already given composition into something brand new, something that you wasn't even thinking it, it can go that direction or you like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could even you know, take this uh, old track, like an old Temptations track, and make it sound like this. How do you do that? Like, so that really catches my attention, just being able to be super creative. James, as the head judge, what advice would you give a first-time producer on how to take criticism, especially from the audience? Because producers usually aren't performing in front of audiences. They're just kind of by themselves when they're making their music. And what would you say to a first-time producer on how to brace themselves for that criticism? Always come by yourself, at least the first couple of times, because it does help you kind of gauge where you're at because I know a lot of people have you know and let's call it what it is kind of have yes man around them yeah you know, like oh man you'll be so tight oh man you'll be so tight oh man you'll be so tight you know you're hearing this all day every day mm-hmm. then you come to a competition where you know like this which is more of a bracket style tournament and then you're getting like a live crowd reaction and on top of that myself and the three other judges are going to be judging you know and we're going to give you an honest and unbiased um judging you know that's what kind of why I, you know come through with because I have people that come through all the time that I'm cool with over time or I already knew well before they, you know, they even entered a competition and you know and they have to understand and I make them understand like hey you're in this competition I'm letting you know if I don't vote for you it's nothing personal I'm literally look, uh, hearing this at with unbiased ears and so you know if I want you to win I definitely want you to win but I'm not going to you know lie to myself and lie to you you know if you need to get better please get better you know and the crowd will let you know that's one thing the crowd will I've heard people get a little weak little reaction like ooh yeah you know little light claps like I said, I've heard the crowd roaring I've heard the crowd just get loud like unnecessarily loud you know <laughs> for somebody so it's it's so it's all about you know you know getting a real live and unbiased reaction from people and so and but like I said those unbiased live reaction you get from people is what makes you better because like I said if you're just in your own echo chamber in your own little circle in your own little bubble whatever you want to call it you know it can make you stagnant if I want to use the right word with that but um, but going outside of that and just getting different opinions and different ears and constructive criticism it goes a long way that was James Bishop head judge for Fresh Produce 
Okay, so I'm back here now with Matt and Sean, uh, the MCs for Fresh Produce. And I want to touch on something that I talked with a couple of the producers with, mainly uh, Prince the Prophet. When I chatted with him outside after his first round, he we talked a lot about him losing. Um, even though we were at the championships and everyone there had won a Fresh Produce battle in the past, we talked about how many times he lost, but he kept coming back because he had learned so much. Is that through the, like, just talking back with the judges like James? Or where, does, where do you think that comes from? Well, and just it. watching what happens. Yeah, all it, of it. Watching crowd reaction. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's why we do it is to put them in. You, you know, as a producer, you don't get a, I mean, maybe you get to see people react to your beats. But, I mean, this is fresh. It's something you just made. It might flop, but it hopefully it probably won't. There, you're going to have people. I mean, you're picking your best stuff. You're not going out there with questionable yeah. beats. So, I mean, just getting that rush, getting to feel that moment of everybody feeling your stuff, that you'll, you you build so much just from that that reflection of of what people like to you. It, it's it's so important. I feel like to that aspect. That's how I think probably would be how people build the most. Right, and the, the you know in the in the music world, your homies are always going to be like, yeah, that's tight, you mm-hmm. know. But if you're in a room full of strangers and all of a sudden the SPL meter's hitting 116, you know it's tight. Yeah. You know, like yeah. right then. And like, you don't know half those people probably. And like, oh, you know, <laughs> you watch that thing climb. And when it comes to like, we mentioned the the current champion that won earlier uh, in January. Boomer Nadi is from Kansas City. You had Manny Beach Shy, who's originally from Chicago, but uh-huh. was flying in from Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina, and you just mentioned like you have had people on the online version from like Ireland and South Africa. What is the importance of connecting all of these artists from across the world when your main focus is St. Louis or just like kind of Midwest region? Uh, So, I mean, the main focus is building a beat community. There's no real radius around that. We want to build a community that wants to share and build and make great things together. Yeah. Um, so that kind of went into the online and going worldwide is like the same community, but let's go bigger with it. Why do you think there isn't really a community for music producers and like beat makers? Cause you have to rap or sing over something. Why, why do you think there isn't much of a community unless like you two and others? I was going to say that there is now. Yeah. <laughs> there is now. Well then what took so long then? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think um, the focus was the rapper forever. You know, I think it's the same with like a lot of music, rock and roll. Look at it. You know, it's the front man. You know, that's what's selling a band. Um, it's kind of that thing. Producers are like, you know, not notoriously, but in the past known for being in the dungeon and just banging out beats and giving, you know, selling them to awesome rappers. And, you know, who's going to sell it? The rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen though, I've seen definitely in the last 10 years and maybe not even fresh produce, the producer is definitely getting a, a better name out there now right? and credited more. And, you know, you're like, Oh, who, who made that beat instead of just being like, Oh, that's a tight, you know, like people want to know who the producer is. What is your hope for these producers when they do come together? Uh, you know, the thing is to get them ready to be a star. And be a star together. That's kind of the whole steps of everything. We want them all to be stars. So, and then they can collab on beats and be stars together. You what, know? Do you, what is your definition of being a star? Um, I think my favorite answer that I get on 
the interviews is um, what are your goals? Mm -hmm. That's one of the questions we do a lot. And when somebody says, I want to do this for a living and uh, take care of my family, you know, they, they don't necessarily need to have platinum, you know, records or anything like that. They just want to live their life making music and being able to support their family at the same time. And to me, I think that's a star. What is something that you wish more people understood about producing music? People like me, I just like listening to music, right? Mm-hmm. I I'm not, a, I can't, I'm tone deaf. I'm not a musician. I just have no shame and I can maybe dance to it and that's it. What do you want like people like me to understand about music production? You can do it too. See, I don't believe you. Mm. I think the technology is not it, you haven't you haven't been exposed to the right thing. I mean, it, we we always ask people what DAW they use, like what what uh, what what they make their beats in, uh-huh. and it's it's different stuff. And people like to argue about which one's better, but it, what the best one is the one works for you. And so there's people that are there that seeming, and I'll tell you just because of my experience in the industry, that seemingly don't have a lot of music musical ability, and then they get in certain things and it just clicks for them, and then they're able to do it. And then it, it, it's a really amazing thing to see that happen for somebody. I would say that it's it's it is there for you, and it, it either it, the the software is coming or or it's already been made, and you just don't know about it yet. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'll try. I'll just like randomly put like a random stage naming, like who's this, and I show up. Right. <laughs> That's what Fresh Brothers is about. You, it's beginners to champs. You know, we want them all, all of them. That was producer Maya Norfleet talking about Fresh Produce, a monthly beat battle series with Matthew Sawicki and Sean Bartle, a.k.a. DJ Who, the series MCs and event coordinators, and James Bishop, head judge at Fresh Produce. A special shout-out and thanks to Jesse Hyrant for allowing us to include his incredible live audio from the event. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member supported service of the University of Missouri St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.